received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts. This week, it's UFC Las Vegas 73, the Dern versus Hill edition of Gamblue's Bout Business Podcast. We want to thank all our listeners that regularly tune in. We do this for you. The goal of the pod is to simply open up the business that I do that's gaming within the world of mixed martial arts, specifically the UFC, and allow you to listen and decide to do what you wish. Tail, follow, uh, use some, part, all or none. It's all up to you. If you are following... Then so far this year, you'll realize we're 38 and 35, 11.48 units of profit, 15% ROI. That's after last week going two and three and squeaking out like 20 cents of profit, actually 0.18. So good, fair, honest profit being earned here. We're through the first third of the year and ready to tackle the second third of the year. Just a couple of notes. The new gamblue.com webpage is up. I invite everyone to go there and get at least a strong opinionated angle into the sports I cover. UFC, NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, puck passion. I even have today my friend Brother Shu has a Preakness article up for tomorrow if you want to check that out. As far as puck is concerned, 16 units plus with a 28% ROI. So check us out if you can. Now, back to UFC, our future wagers that we currently have in hand, provided Covington and Leon Edwards go by the end of the year. We have Covington minus 110. That's still the market price. Next week, we have Kareen Silva minus 145. She's fighting a debuting fighter, Ketlin Souza. That's, again, June 3rd. Uh, Kareen Silva is now minus 175, minus 180. So we've got a little bit of in-hand value there. I will have a future later in this card. Uh, And now just scheduling before we move into round one. Next week, no UFC event, therefore no podcast. Then the following week, June 3rd, there is a UFC card. However, the podcast could be out a day or so early. More on that later. Now, without much further ado, let's roll up our sleeves and delve into the profit that we're going to derive from UFC Las Vegas 73 and move right into round one. In round one, we're going right to the first fight of the card. And this is a kid that caught my eye in his debut loss. 
His name, Themba Garimbo, a Zimbabwe fighter camping out of uh, Miami. And this kid is really athletic. In this fight, he's going to be two inches taller than his opponent, have a three-inch reach. This is his second UFC fight, and as I say that in his debut, he caught a kid that had come in with two or three straight losses, little short, white, stubby wrestler kid, A.J. Fletcher. Garimbo come in with all kinds of hype and circumstance because he's athletic and long and tall and explosive, and he got his Ph.D. in MMA as A.J. Fletcher beat the pajibis out of him and subbed him in two rounds. I took two things from the fight. Number one, that Garimbo was a potential bet on moving forward because the young cocky kid's bound to pull his head out his rear end and show up in this next fight ready to bounce. Well, this next fight is here. The opponent, Takashi Sato, is no easy opponent. Now, this is a battle of South Florida because Garimbo who is a MMA Masters participant, that's a Miami gym, fighting Sato Kilcliffe, that's the old Sanford. So South Florida battle here. No doubt these guys know each other, know of each other, et cetera, et cetera. So where Garimbo's shy on UFC experience, Sato's rich and fertile with it. Last three fights, all losses, but listen to these names. Brian Battle, Gunnar Nelson, uh, Miguel Baeza. He's been in the cage with Bilal Muhammad. The issue with Sato is he can be overwhelmed, especially by Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he's got a tendency to get subbed. And what does Garimbo do? Long, tall submission machine. So really, it looks to me that on paper, a competitive fight, when we open... Garimbo minus 165, Sato plus 145. I figure that's about right. Now market says no. They're taking Sato and taking him with some vigor. Currently, Themba Garimbo minus 120 against Takashi Sato. That's a misprice. We're taking Garimbo minus the 120. I jumped this during weigh-ins because I saw the number start to move up earlier today. Garimbo was simply minus 110. So for round one, first fight, Garimbo minus 120 will bet 1.2 units to win one. Before we hit round two, let's throw a future out there. It's a parlay over a couple different fight cards. On June 10th, Mark Andre Barrio has got a fight with Eric Anders. Barrio's just open. He's minus 135. We're going to take that as the first part of a parlay. I'm using DraftKings Sportsbook to get these prices and to be able to make a parlay such as this when you span two different fight cards. So leg one, Mark Andre Barrio, minus 135. I really wouldn't have a problem taking him 135 for one, but I see a second leg down here that allows us to turn Barrio, who really is who I want to bet, from minus 135 to a plus 135 almost. So the second leg, we're going to move down, and this fight's on June 24th. And it's between Ilya Tapuria and Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett has taken too much, too quick, too hard. And this Ilya Tapuria, he's the real deal. So 
by teaming Tuporia minus 300 with Marc-Andre Barrio, one unit becomes plus 132. So that's a future position a parlay will take right now. Barrio minus 135 together with Tuporia minus 300, one unit for 132. Now we'll fight our way into round two. Round two, I love this fight. Lightweights 155. We got a Russian against a Chinese fighter. How outstanding. These two countries, until the U.S. came around, hated each other worse than anything. So Borshev enters the UFC off a couple of losses, Mike Davis and Mark Diakazi, but man, no shame in that. He's fought good guys. The problem with the Russian Borshev is that in this fight, he's going to be an inch or two shorter. He's seven years older. He's given up a reach advantage. He's a really deft, calculating, quick, flashy kickboxer. But he can't spell wrestling. He has no takedown defense whatsoever. And clearly, the two fights that he lost, Mike Davis and Diakazi, the blueprint was take him down, get on top, and rub him out. Now, Mahishate got beat in his last fight by Rafa Garcia. The interesting thing about this fight is the Chinese fighter, Mahishate, opens minus 140, Borshev plus 120. And now we've seen a switch. The flow of money's come in towards the Russian fighter Borshev, who is now priced minus 165. Mahashate plus 140. I comprehensively disagree with the way that's gone. Sure, Borshev is the older fighter, the more mature fighter, and been in with better stock. I'll give him all that. But I'm getting a kid that's younger, larger, and in his interviews this week, he was brooding, angry, asked if he was going to wrestle. He responded that he's a mixed martial artist and that he's going to work everything. That tells me he, in fact, is going to work to try and get Borshev down where he can't fight, get on top of him, use his size, and try and rain destruction from top position. In round two... The Chinese fighter Mahashate is currently priced 140. We'll take a unit to win 140 on Mahashate in round two. Now we move into round three. Round three and round four, I got to tell you, might be two of the most explosive, violent fights that we'll have from now until the rest of the year. I really mean that. The first one, and we're going to go to the welterweights, Andre Fialo, the Portuguese fighter running in to fight the dropping Joaquin Buckley. Buckley going from 85 to 70, which I think is foundational in this fight. Not that I don't think he can execute the weight cut because this, this morning on the scale, he looked bright-eyed, fine, made the cut fine. However, he's been fighting at 185. There's a reason for that. For him to be dropping to 170, he said it himself. He doesn't want to get knocked out anymore. I believe that besides preparing for a formidable foe, he's also been preparing to try and overcome that weight cut, and that's partially a distraction. In this fight, Fialo, the Portuguese fighter, is going to be the taller man by a couple inches, no age difference at 29 and 28, 
Buckley's got a slight reach advantage just because he's so thick in the chest that his arms V out wide. But this is going to be a fight where Fialo is the larger man, has a little bit of leverage, and I worry about Buckley late with gas, understanding the cut he's endured. Fialo, let's remember, a guy that with tremendous momentum. In January of 22, he took his first UFC fight against Michel Pereira, had five fights that year. The last two fights last year, he hardly prepared for. One, he was grossly overconfident in. The other one, he was not prepared physically and physiologically to really compete. His cardio was sucked, and the Russian Salikov just beat him to bricks. Now Fialo's had time to rest, recalibrate, refocus, and understand how really to fight and use a little IQ. In a battle of two fighters with very little IQ, because they're going to go stand out there and throw, I'm going to lean to Fialo, the legitimate welterweight, because I think if this thing gets into the second round and guys get tired, it's he that's going to be able to fire fresh. Round three, Andre Fialo. I released him earlier in the week, plus 185. They are There are some plus 190s out there, so surely get the highest price you can. And if there's any more violent a fight than Buckley versus Fialo, we're going to walk right into it now as we go into round four for Diego Ferreira and Michael Johnson. Yes, round four. We're back to lightweight. And, you know, at first blush, I see, you know, Ferreira's 38. He's been off a year and a half. Mike Johnson, 36. And you start to think, yeah, this is kind of a geriatric fight. But I start to do a little dig and, and, and dig a little deeper, and I really get excited. These guys are violent guys. Now, Diego Ferreira, time away to overcome injuries. Lost three straight before he took his time away. But those three straight? Gamrat, Gillespie, and Dariush? I mean, come on, that's a murderer's row. He's been in with world-class people because he's a world-class fighter. Now, Michael Johnson, on the other hand, he comes the dog here. Ferreira opens two and a quarter, Johnson plus 190. And I think he comes the popular dog a little bit. Two fights ago, he beat the Australian malarkey. I was on him, but we didn't get the decision. Johnson is tough. He's durable. He's got a 15-year career as a pro. But in this fight, I don't think he's going to be the faster man. I don't think he's going to be the more powerful man. In fact, when you put these two guys next to each other, you have the exact same fighter with one difference. The difference is Ferreira is a third-degree black belt in BJJ, and that's where we're making our decision. Going to make a couple bets on Ferreira here. And the first one is... Diego Ferreira, straight up, minus 150 currently. Again, he opens two and a quarter. The flow's been in on Mike Johnson and given us a better price on Ferreira. I'm all about it. I'm going to win a half a unit on Ferreira, which means I got to put up 0.75 of a unit. I'm also going to take Diego Ferreira inside the distance, and that's a plus 125 proposition for a half a unit. So in review, the fourth round, Diego Ferreira, two bets, 0.75 to win a half straight up, a half a unit inside the distance to win 0.63 or so. 
Round three is Fialo for a unit. Round two, Machate for a straight unit. Round one, Themba Garimbo. 1.2 units to win one. Four simple rounds this week. Good luck to everyone. Enjoy the fights, and we'll speak to you in two weeks. Locked into Gamblu's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenrolls covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network